0: Hello everyone, welcome to Minghui Radio, bringing you podcasts of stories relating to the persecution of Falun Gong in China, insights and experiences gained by practitioners during the course of their cultivation, special items of interest, and music composed and performed by Dafa practitioners.
1: The following is an experience-sharing article entitled, Introducing Falun Dafa as a Chinese Teacher by a Falun Dafa practitioner in Italy. The article was published on the Minghui website on November 1st, 2023. I work as a Chinese teacher in Italian high schools and universities. When I first began my career, I didn't understand that my cultivation and work environment were intertwined. As my understanding of cultivation deepened, I gradually understood my role as a practitioner was to clarify the facts about Falun Dafa to my colleagues and students. I firmly believe that everyone in the world is here for the Fa, and those teachers and students who choose to teach or study Chinese must have a profound connection with China. At the beginning of each school year, the first thing I tell my new students is because you've chosen to study Chinese, you must have a deep connection with China. I always say this hoping they remember their bond with China and learn the truth about DAFA. Part one, sharing the truth with university teachers. One of my friends is a professor who graduated with a degree in Chinese in the early 1980s and taught political economics in the Chinese department. Our meeting each other seemed predestined. I got to know her shortly after I arrived in Italy. Over the years, we became close friends and later colleagues. A few years ago, she said she planned to participate in a seminar on Chinese economic development. Experts and scholars from all over Europe planned to attend with the purpose of assessing the Chinese economic market for companies planning to invest in China. Given her expertise in this field, she was invited to present an analysis report. I realized that her presentation would significantly impact the opinions of many regarding the Chinese market. I previously discussed Falun Dafa and the persecution in China with her, She had first-hand experience of the situation facing DAFA practitioners because she frequently traveled there for academic exchanges. She strongly opposed the suppression of faith and freedom of belief. However, she said that China was experiencing rapid economic development, attracting significant foreign investment. I invited her to lunch. The nine commentaries on the Communist Party had just been released and I prepared some materials, including the nine commentaries, to share with her. I explained that China's oppressive political environment could pose investment risks and the persecution of spiritual beliefs could lead to a profound disaster for any country. I advised her not to align with the Chinese Communist Party, CCP, and portray it in a favorable light. She argued with me by citing economic data and said, I'm a researcher. I base my statements on data. While what you say makes sense, it may not be convincing in a seminar like this. Neither of us could persuade the other. Since our discussion was inconclusive, we scheduled two more meetings to continue our conversation. I felt frustrated because I felt that I couldn't influence her. On the third day, I received an unexpected call from her. She sounded excited and said, During my presentation today, I departed from my prepared script and discussed what we talked about. My viewpoint shifted entirely toward your perspective. I elaborated on the ideas you shared. As I continued speaking, my thoughts crystallized and I emphasized how investors should pay attention to the country's environment, including the social system and the government's credibility, instead of just focusing on investment incentives. I also shared my understanding of the dark side of the CCP's rule. She said that while she was less prepared to talk about this, she was delighted with the outcome. She added that the audience responded positively, with some participants noting that this part of her presentation was more important, meaningful, and practical. When she returned, she downloaded Fa Lun, the main text of Falun Danfa, and began reading it. When we met again, she said, Last night before I went to bed, I read Fa Lun as usual and fell asleep. I had an exceptionally vivid dream. I found myself in China a young Chinese girl of about 10 years old, standing in front of a display filled with delicate china. Beside me were my parents, a Chinese woman and an Italian antique dealer. She described her dream in great detail, emphasizing its vividness. I believe she saw one of her past life reincarnations. Because she made the right choice, Master encouraged her, I felt very happy for her. This incident made me realize that we should not be swayed by the other party's reactions when we tell them about the persecution. Our responsibility is to convey the truth. Even seemingly hopeless situations can experience a sudden turnaround thanks to the power of DAFA. Part 2 Introducing Falun DAFA at High Schools When I taught in high schools, I attended classes alongside Italian teachers and assisted them with oral practices. The Italian teachers who teach Chinese used textbooks produced in China and the same ones they used during their university education. After graduating, most of these teachers received scholarships from Confucius Institutes to study in China for several years. As a result, They were exposed to various levels of CCP propaganda. Additionally, having witnessed the superficial economic prosperity during their time in China, it was challenging for them to understand the CCP's destructive nature and that Falun Dafa was actually being persecuted. The school's course schedules were established at the beginning of each semester. If I wish to introduce Falun Dafa to students in the classroom, I needed to obtain the approval of the Italian teachers. I presented the facts to the teachers and also sent forth wretched thoughts while asking Master Li, DAFA's founder, to help me. Consequently, I've never had any issues when I proposed to introduce the practice to students. The teachers always allocated the entire class period to me. Regardless of which school I taught at, I brought Dafa Flyers to the principal's office and talked with them first. One principal with whom I had a conversation before his retirement was deeply moved and said, Thank you for sharing this information with me. I believe it's of great importance, and I hope you will educate our students on this topic. The young people in Italy, especially those who are taking Chinese classes, should be aware of what is happening in China. I first introduced Falun Dafa to the students so they could understand what the practice entails. I then discussed the persecution in China and the class learned the five sets of exercises from instructional videos. The students were enthusiastic and wholeheartedly embraced the principles of truthfulness, compassion, forbearance. The Italian teachers also read the materials and learned the exercises with the students. Some teachers even changed their social media profile pictures to display the three words, truthfulness, compassion, forbearance. To reach out to students not enrolled in the Chinese class, I approached the physical education teachers and introduced DAFA to them. I explained that it is practiced worldwide and has both physical and mental benefits. They all agreed to allow me to introduce the practice in their classes. The results were positive. The students were attentive and earnest when they learned the exercises. One physical education teacher said, the students usually view physical education classes as a time for relaxation, laughter, and play. But I noticed that they took your teaching very seriously. He later purchased a book of Zhuan Falun so he could learn more about Falun Dafa. One teacher posted a video of his students doing the exercises in the gym class and a flyer introducing Dafa on the school's website. All the teachers' and students' parents saw it. The principal also commended Falun Dafa and pointed out that when the students did the exercises, they were focused and calm. She said, As the principal, she felt deeply gratified that Falun Dafa had the potential to benefit the students' physical and mental well-being. After learning the facts about Dafa and doing the exercises, many teachers said their students appeared happier and more focused. Other teachers also asked me to show their students the exercises. When I introduced Falun Dafa, I emphasized traditional Chinese culture, as well as the significance of chinese characters in chinese divine culture i also share videos from shenyun performances and programs from new tang dynasty television which the students really like when shenyun performed in italy the school organized a trip during the performances the students experienced the depth of traditional chinese culture and they were impressed by the beauty of the performances. Many of them said they were proud they studied Chinese. After the online courses ended during COVID, I found many students were depressed. Some even suffered from mental health issues. To help them remain positive, I screened the movie Fu Yao, which tells the journey of a practitioner as she grew into a young woman amidst the CCP's persecution. I used the film to inspire students and encourage them to have confidence in their future, set meaningful life goals, and have courage when facing challenges. I was aware that the exams for graduation were based on distorted content provided by the CCP. Master said in FA teaching at the 2007 New York FA conference. Quote, the current textbooks made by the wicked CCP are full of the party's culture. If people learn Chinese using textbooks from mainland China, won't they be shaped into people of the wicked party's culture? Dafa disciples can see this very clearly. End quote. To avoid misleading students with the materials provided by the CCP, I volunteered to assist in composing the graduation exam. This way, students as well as other teachers had the opportunity to learn how the CCP undermined traditional Chinese culture for decades. During a week-long civic education class this year, my school accepted my suggestions and included content about Falun Dafa. Some students were moved to tears when they heard the peaceful exercise music. Afterward, they expressed profound insights and said that truthfulness, compassion, forbearance is a precious value and essential cornerstones for personal growth. They remarked that today's society no longer has these values and expressed a sincere desire to follow truthfulness, compassion, forbearance in their day-to-day interactions. They all said they gained significant benefits from the presentation on DAFA during the week's program. I gradually realized the profound importance of my role as a teacher. I understood that these students would become the backbone of this country in various fields. It is crucial for our society that they develop into virtuous and upright individuals. Part 3. Being clear about my mission. Teaching positions at universities are highly competitive, but when I decided to work at a university, I was hired for my current position. A few years ago, I discovered a deep connection between myself and this university. Over 300 years ago, I was an Italian missionary who gained favor with Emperor Kangxi in China and became the imperial court's official painter. The emperor even permitted me to establish a school in the Forbidden City. Many years later, I returned to Italy and founded the first institution in the Western world to teach Chinese. It is the university where I currently work. Once I learned about my connection to this history, I felt an even more profound sense of responsibility and mission as an educator. In Italy, very few high schools offer Chinese language classes. More students enrolled in Chinese classes at my school, while nearby Chinese classes experienced a decline in enrollment. Some students even traveled from other cities to attend our school. I understood that they came to learn the truth about Falun Dafa, and I couldn't let them down. One year, so many students enrolled in Chinese classes that my school didn't have enough classrooms. We had to allocate two Chinese classes to other schools. I always kept those students in my thoughts, hoping they would have the opportunity to learn about Dafa in the future. Because I consider it my mission to help students understand the truth about Dafa, Master has always helped me. For instance, the school would ask me to substitute in other classes. I would then introduce the practice to these students and suggest they see Shen Yun. Some of the teachers said that their students asked, why do the students in the Chinese class get to do Falun Dafa, but why can't we? The students in the Chinese class are so fortunate. Reflecting on my many years of cultivation, I realized that to create a positive environment in my workplace, I must be a good person. Telling students about the persecution is different from other work environments because everyone at the school knows each other. Our actions represent the image of a Falun Dafa practitioner. People judge Dafa by my behavior. The world is filled with conflict. The conflicts among teachers may seem mild, but they are subtle and complex. They're often about fame and personal interest. I understood that I must eliminate my attachments and hold myself to the standards of a practitioner. I work hard, get along well with my colleagues, and I'm kind. When colleagues claim my achievements or interests as their own, I take it lightly and respond with kindness. I never fight over personal gain. I also dress appropriately to display a graceful image. My colleagues often say, You are so patient with students. You are so kind, calm, humble, and graceful. I want to practice Falun Dafa just like you. Master setting to the Czechoslavic FA conference. Quote, you are the hope of the lives of the race and ethnic group that you were born into. End quote. I'm grateful for the opportunity to cultivate. I'm determined to walk the path of cultivation master arranged for me, study the FA more, strengthen my righteous thoughts, and fulfill my mission as a DAFA disciple.
0: The following is an experience-sharing article entitled Passing the Test of Sexual Attraction and Desire by a Falun Dafa practitioner in China. The article was published on the Minghui website on January 4, 2024. I would like to share my experience in passing a test of sexual attraction and desire. It happened years ago, I went to a female practitioner's home to fix her printer one night at 7pm. She was in her pajamas when she opened the door. I didn't think much of it and went straight in to work on her printer. When her husband came home at 9 p.m., he took a look around and then left without saying a word. He came back an hour later while I was still working on the printer. I realized that it was getting late and I should leave. Her husband stopped me and said in an angry voice, You cannot leave. You came to my home at night. Who knows what you've done with my wife? I can't let you go. I tried to explain. Your wife asked me to fix her printer. You saw me working on the printer. We did nothing else. He persisted, though, and said, There are many repair shops. Why have you come to my home? I told him, Your wife uses the printer to print Falun Dafa materials. She could be reported to the police if she took it to a repair shop. Then why can't you come during the day, he asked. His wife and I both tried to explain, but he would not believe us. At last, he said, If you want to settle this privately, you have to give me 100,000 yuan. If not, I'll report you to the police. I refused to give in to his extortion, so he took his cell phone out to call the police. His wife reached over to grab his cell phone and signal to me to send righteous thoughts. I was sure that once the police came, I would be sent to jail. I couldn't let that happen, so I started to send righteous thoughts to eliminate the evil. An hour later, the husband still wouldn't let me go. I asked myself, What he's doing is ridiculous, so why aren't my righteous thoughts working? and then suddenly i remembered that master has said to look within when you run into interference and problems i realized that this was a test to eliminate my sexual attraction and desire i truly did look inward at that time and realized that i have a strong attachment although i did not misbehave with his wife nor did i have the slightest desire for her i still found many examples in my daily life such as not taking the sexual aspect of my life with my own wife lightly and in my frequent attraction to beautiful young girls i immediately said to master in my heart master i was wrong i should do better to eliminate my attachment to sexual attraction and desire i will rectify myself from now on to the old forces i said that even though i had loopholes no one could use it as an excuse to persecute me i started to send righteous thoughts again in less than a minute the husband suddenly fell on the floor with an odd look in his eyes and I relaxed. At the same time, the wife's older sister and brother-in-law came. I explained to them, your sister called me to fix her computer, that's all I did. However, I should not have stayed so late, and next time, I should pay more attention and avoid any possible misunderstandings. After they learned what had happened, they told the husband, it's very late, let him go. You as a couple can discuss your own business, but be sure not to disgrace yourself again. It was already midnight when I left. This incident taught me a great lesson master taught us to look within when we run into conflicts this is the key to improving ourselves no matter what happens whether we are the ones to be blamed or not we must look inwards if we do that we will always find the attachments and we can always improve ourselves thereafter master also said in the poem sage from essentials for further advancement he is full of great aspirations while minding minor details Unquote. Any husband may have been suspicious if he saw his wife in pajamas in the same room with a man at night. I should always mind minor details. Because I didn't put myself in the husband's shoes, he wanted to know why I was in his home at night, fixing the printer. I thought I had a good reason, but I should have made sure that the husband approved of it beforehand. Master said in FA teaching given at the 2004 Western U.S. FA conference, quote, sexual attraction and desire are a fatal roadblock that a cultivator absolutely must overcome sexual attraction and desire can be a major hurdle as we cultivate from being ordinary people to extraordinary people and we must pass it if we procrastinate for a long time old forces will use it as an excuse to persecute us we must regard it as a wake-up call